Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. I'm Jacob Birch. Eric Stevens here. We're recording this on Tuesday. Tuesday, what? what is it? The 7th, apparently? Yep. Um, I've been our normal recording day for a while, and I always find it, it's always different when we record on a Tuesday uh, when the game, the Dodgers have a game on Monday. <laughs> have you ever noticed how, like, how series driven the quote unquote the narrative tends to be if we had recorded before the game yesterday it would have been non-stop about the giant series and how kind of a disappointment it was and we're going to be talking about that but um all that's in my head right now is just how good max scherzer is yeah uh yeah it's, shocker right the hall of famer the dodgers acquired is pitching like a hall of famer <laughs> but like it's not just that he's like as good as he's ever pitched, yeah. kind of, uh, right now. So, yeah, he's been excellent, and we're going to talk about it. And it was, uh, and he was in his, like, hometown yesterday uh, on Monday. So, uh, yeah, it was good times. And we're going to talk about that. We will talk about the Giants series. Got some trivia. Got some questions from Craig. Have a Dodgers Rewind. We'll talk about that after this. One of the uh, many shifts, you know, in the quote-unquote the narrative that I find amusing is... Going into Sunday's ESPN game, it was like Walker Bueller, Cy Young favorite, <laughs> and it, you know, thinking, looking, thinking of the meme of the guy looking behind, looking at the other lady, uh, uh, where now you have Max Scherzer. Hey, maybe the Dodgers still have a Cy Young candidate. There, there was a time uh, a couple years ago. Uh, was I was going through like I don't remember where I was searching, but. I stumbled across like uh, like a stock video or stock photo archive, and there were so that's a pretty famous meme the the distracted boyfriend meme I believe is what mm. that one's called, and um, but if you look there's a lot of like common actors who are like hired for those you know, uh, and, and there's a series where um, I believe the ignored woman in that photo i believe she is uh the distracted girlfriend in like a couple and it like was not as popular but like it was it's out there uh so if you find that uh do some searching uh it's it's a good time but yeah that's that's one of the more popular memes ever uh and you're right uh the it's funny because not not only just you know we sort of thought you know bueller's like fighting for the Cy Young with Zach Wheeler or like pick a Brewers pitcher here, or, you know, like, and, and like, Oh yeah. Like Max Scherzer also really, really good. And, and a lot of that is due to his like time with the Dodgers. So y- yesterday, Labor Day, um, this is one of my like favorite baseball things that like is, is a weird little quirky thing where, it's like uh, a manager wearing cleats for no reason, um, uh, or um, when a, a catcher like takes a foul tip or gets hit in the beans, or an umpire <laughs> takes a foul ball or something. The umpire uh, will either brush home plate to give the catcher more time, or the catcher will go visit the pitcher to give the umpire more time. It's one of those like little fun things I love. The other thing is a pitcher. Um, traveling the next day starting pitcher traveling ahead of the team and this was especially like normally it doesn't 
you know, there's not a whole lot of difference maybe in, in most trips, I would say, especially when the Dodgers are, are playing like uh, division mates, you know, there's probably, those are shorter trips occasionally, but um, this one, they, they had the Sunday night game on ESPN and then yet, uh, Monday was Labor Day, uh, which meant afternoon game. So uh, that game was originally scheduled at 11.15 uh, local time in St. Louis, which is 1.15 uh, Pacific. And so they instead of – but they moved it back two hours. So uh, started at 1.15 Pacific, but after a, a 4 p.m. Uh, Sunday night start. So Dodgers, I think, got into St. Louis at 3 p.m. They started the game at 3 p.m. local. So uh, Scherzer flew ahead of the team, was well-rested, um, and it showed um, he, <laughs> he, uh, he was pretty dominant. Like, he allowed one run, but it was unearned. It was uh, the, the – I think the Cardinals had four hits off him in eight innings, and two of them came in one inning, so they had first and third, and then the run scored on a pass ball. Um, so it well, was funny because it scored at the exact moment where – uh, he was uh, Scherzer. Okay, so Walker Bueller. Enter, before we, we'll get into Bueller in a second. But uh, he had a bad start Sunday night, but he still led the majors in ERA after the game because he had a really sizable lead in that regard. Um, but by the time Scherzer got to the sixth inning on Monday, uh, through so he's at five and two thirds innings, and there's no uh, the Cardinals haven't scored yet. So at this point, um, he was right behind Bueller. It was like, I think it was uh, Bueller's like two point three one three, and Scherzer was two point one two or three point one or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> Close. I, I, yeah, <laughs> pretend I have the numbers right, but. Uh, yeah, so he, it was like really close, but he needed one more out to, to pass Bueller. And then when the run scored, I'm like, wow, he, he just missed it. Right. But then I was like, oh yeah, pass balls, unearned run. Had someone gotten a hit, it would have been an earned run. Uh, anyway, but they didn't get a hit. So he did in fact pass, uh, Bueller. And so he's Scherzer now leading the majors in ERA. Uh, so yeah, he's down to 228 uh, at the end of the game, but it, with the Dodgers, right? Seven starts, um, 105 ERA, 133 FIP. Uh, he has 63 strikeouts and five walks. Uh, he's, uh, 23 strikeouts since his last walk. Uh, the last walk was August 26th in San Diego. It was later in that game. He went seven and two thirds in that game too. Now he didn't travel ahead of the team that night, but... They did send him back to the hotel like early uh, during the middle game, and that was the game that went 16 innings. So he literally woke up to like they did what like, <laughs> last night, and then and, and it was funny because he said he saw like that they went 16 innings. He's like, well, I know what I have to do now, and he just went and like pitched into the eighth. No big deal. So ESPN showed a graphic, I believe, on this must have been on Sports Center, but they, their stats account tweeted it out too. Um, First seven starts with a team, an ERA below 150 and 60 strikeouts. That's what Scherzer's at. He's well below 150. Um, but there's only four pitchers uh, since earned runs became official in 1913. The first one, Fernando Valenzuela, uh, famously. Uh, so if this is first seven starts. They worded it that way for a reason. Fernando pitched in relief in 1980. But he had a 0.50 ERA after eight starts uh, with the Dodgers. But, yeah, so... 
he's there, and then it didn't happen again until Randy Johnson. He's the the bigger comp to Scherzer because he was a trade deadline acquisition. He was kind of so-so that year with the Mariners, and then he was just absolutely <laughs> lights out with the Astros. It, like going into free agency, it was like perfect timing for him. Same with Scherzer, um, who's a little bit older than Randy Johnson was, but also similarly uh, future Hall of Famer. Uh, at this point, but yeah, the, the other one was Garrett Cole in 2018 uh, when he joined the Astros. So, yeah, so the Dodgers have won all seven of Scherzer's starts. Uh, I look back, I had forgotten he started one of the games in July when the Dodgers were in Washington, but the, he, the, uh, when Scherzer was with the Nationals this year, he allowed one run in six innings in both starts against the Dodgers, but the Dodgers won both games. They won all the games against the Nationals this year, so... Technically, Scherzer started in nine Dodger games this year, and the Dodgers are 9-0. and um, So, uh, Bill Plunkett, <laughs> a- after Monday's game, he asked Scherzer, you know, about how good his numbers were. And he's like, how does he feel about sort of being a hired gun, you know, being the guy at the trade deadline, helping his new team? And this was Max Scherzer's response. What um, coming over here, uh, my job is to do, uh, is to go out there when, I, when it's my turn to go out there and win. Um, there's a ton of pressure uh, to do that. You got to compartmentalize it and go out there and accept it and go out there and give it your best every single time and, and understand, you know, what makes you successful and, and how to avoid big, big innings. Uh, this team is great. Uh, every time I've gone out there, they've done a great job of providing run support and run support early. Um, and so, you know, being in a team that gives you early run support uh, allows you to get into your game plan, into your rhythm a lot quicker. And so uh, it's been fun with, you know, these these games going out there and pitching and, and we're going out there and winning every single time. You know, I, I don't care about, you know, my personal record. I just care about the team record. And when you say we go 7-0, you know, that, that's music to my ears. Yeah, so I, I just kind of really like uh, how Scherzer seems to just embrace his role. Like he knows, he knows what he's here to do, right? Like he, he's there to – get outs, uh, get strike cuts if he can, but, like, pitch deep into games and win. And he's been around the block before. He's won three Cy Youngs, obviously. He's he's, he's kind of done it all. Uh, and he's he's been great. And the Dodgers have, like, needed every second of it because they're – they still, at this point uh, – we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later, but, like, they still are only running three starters out there and then <laughs> filling in the innings on the other games. So, like, um, they absolutely needed – Scherzer the last you know five weeks or whatever and they're going to keep needing him obviously from from now until the end of the season and into October so like it's he's been huge uh so back to the sort of Cy Young thing so not right now uh it, it kind of snuck up on you like like I knew he was having a good year I guess I didn't realize how good it was until like he took over the major league lead in ERA I guess uh so he leads the majors in ERA, also ERA plus one seventy eight. He's he has a .857 WHIP. Also leads the majors. He leads the majors in strikeout rate thirty five point four percent, and opponents batting average one eighty. Um, he's third in both versions of WAR. He has he's at five point six Baseball Reference. Zach Wheeler's at six point five, the leader. Uh, he's at four point seven in Fangraphs. Uh, uh, Corbin Burns is the leader there. I believe he's at six point six. Uh, Scherzer's third in FIP, he's second in OPS against, uh, and second in total strikeouts. So he, he's kind of right there, right? Like uh, with, uh, most of the other Cy Young candidates. Um, this, so this brings up the question. I, I can't remember. I, this must've been three weeks ago. I think when 
the Dodgers were in, playing the Mets in New York on, on another Sunday night baseball game, and, and Matt Veskersen and Alex Rodriguez were talking about the Dodgers' playoff rotation and just showing zero awareness of the actual team, uh, uh, talking about how, like, <laughs> Bueller would be, like, the game three pitcher, I believe, is what they said, and it just just nonsensical stuff. And it was it's I, I thought it was kind of obvious – like that, they the Dodgers' preference is Bueller, Scherzer, Kershaw. We talked about it, and then with the caveat that, like, obviously Scherzer's the only one who could like start a game one over Bueller. This is obviously if the Dodgers have their their way, they have everyone right. lined up like they want. And that even kind of then, we heavily couch this in. I think I specifically uh, like. They could be p- having to pitch extremely important games the last regular season, exactly, so exactly. they may not get the have this choice. But now, like it's like okay, maybe Scherzer's game one, right? Like that's but and and, and I, you don't want to like stray away from Bueller because he had one bad game, and and I don't think they are. I'm just just saying it, it's not it's not as foregone a conclusion as maybe I thought it was. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to come to like the weirdest tie breaks. Like who do they think yeah. can recover quick? Like just so many, like almost flip a coin at that point. Like, it, I, like it, it, I imagine it will be close enough assuming, you know, they can do it perfectly. They're on equal rest or whatever. Um, it, it, like go in the matchups, I guess. Right. Like, so normally that yeah. wouldn't matter. You wouldn't care about matchups when you're dealing with such good pitchers, but if they're both going to be that good, you might as well kind of look into that a little bit. Now, now I don't think they would necessarily do this because I don't think they're, they're as aggressive as this, but like, and also I think they trust Urias more, but like if it's a situation for the NLDS specifically, because the off days allow it, um, I think, you would lean towards Scherzer in Game One there, if if again if you have the luxury of, of of having that choice. I think Scherzer goes Game One and then Bueller Game Two, because if the NLDS goes Game Five, the Game Two starter can start on regular rest because there's two off days in between. And if you wanted to pitch Game One starter in Game Four on short rest, which known as the Kershaw for like four straight years uh, way back when, like I think Scherzer's the guy they would do that with if they did it with anyone at all. I don't think they're necessarily there, but like that's sort of where like one of the little caveats maybe. And then you, you you sort of use Urias um, in like, uh, you know, like he did last year early or at times like a two or three inning relief guy. Uh, if needed, yeah. and, and but that and is still work, work we're in best case scenario territory. That exactly, Joe exactly. and Earl talked about yesterday. I'm normally a big fan of um, team entropy. Yeah. Uh, not not when it's staring in the face of Dodgers going to a game one sixty three into a wild card game. Not a fan. Yeah. No thanks. So here's here's the thing. There's all there's so many things now because of Sunday's loss. So the Dodgers, <sighs> the Dodgers and Giants um, were were tied for first place. They split the first two games of the series. And so they go into Sunday, last game of the year between them. They're both they're nine and nine against each other. The winner of Sunday gets the tiebreaker. So and then Bueller got knocked around six runs in three innings. So Giants win. They're in first place by a game. They still are after Monday. Um, 
So the Giants have the tiebreaker, which means if they are tied for the division, they're, like they're right now, like the Rays are tied with the Dodgers, but the the Giants and Dodgers have the two best records in baseball, not just the division. But they, there could be a situation where they get screwed the most, even at, at, as winners. Like um, if they tie for the division, they have to play Monday in San Francisco, and then the NL wild card game is Wednesday. So that would be. Uh, if the Dodgers lose that game, it would be at Dodger Stadium. So it would be L.A. Sunday because they're playing the Brewers to end the season. San Francisco Monday, if they lose, they go L.A. Wednesday. And then if they win that, they go back to San Francisco Friday. Uh, <laughs> so, like, with using, like, your you'd have your game 163 pitcher to go game two. You'd have, you wouldn't have your wild card pitcher till game three like it it screws everything up like you really like so i don't know it's a weird um situation but also you know what one they're sort of but just for bueller for a second even with the bad start he's still second in the majors in era he's fourth in baseball reference war 5.5 he's fourth in Pangraphs war he's his biggest thing is innings Uh, only zach wheeler has more innings um Right now, Bueller's at 179. He has 35 more innings than Corbin Burns, 25 more innings than Scherzer. So I think if it comes down to it, I think that's where his advantage lies. Like, Zach Wheeler is, I mean, it really depends who finishes well. But, like, Zach Wheeler leads the league in innings and strikeouts. Um, He is up in baseball reference war. Um Burns is leading. He's second in Fangraphs. War. So Wheeler might be the the favorite, but it's it's super close. I think a lot pitchers. of this is going to come down. I'm going to yeah. use man. I'm using this word all the time to narrative in that. Yeah. If the Dodgers win the division and one of Bueller and, or Scherzer kind of separates themselves, yeah. basically if Scherzer keeps doing what he did yesterday, right. where he if just he has a 105 ERA like the last four starts or whatever too like very reminiscent uh to cc zabathia not that cc didn't deserve that but so much of that that story of him winning was how incredible he was for milwaukee also and he was incredible too because a he he like pitched milwaukee into the playoffs for the first time in 25 years i Mm -hmm. believe and so he he was he finished high up in the cy young voting i think he was fourth but that was on two months uh, in the National League because he was in the American League. Scherzer has a whole season of National League. So, like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, he, he he can be amazing and also still have the, like, full season cred as well. I think had, had like, Sabathia come from a National League team to the Brewers, he mm-hmm. would have, like, swept that Cy Young because his overall numbers were great. Plus, uh, but, yeah, so, like um, – yeah, so the Dodgers they lost the series to the Giants. It, it, like honestly, if they they win, if they lose, they have no one to blame but themselves. They they played the Giants three times since the All Star break. They've lost all three series. They've lost seven out of ten games. Uh, so yeah, they're still they're only down a game with twenty four to play. So there's like plenty of time to like catch up. It's just obviously out of their hands specifically. Um, that said, like last week. Still pretty eventful. The Brewers won the first three games against the Giants in San Francisco and helped the Dodgers a little bit because they swept the Braves. And on Wednesday, they moved into first place. It was the first time since April 28th. So they were in first place, either shared or tied for three days last week. And Mm. they hadn't really, yeah, they hadn't really been in first place. So the 
But uh, I believe, uh, yeah, Dodgers uh, front office employees or uh, uh, got, um, excuse me, got uh, ice cream. That's sort of the, the team tradition. Uh, Dave Roberts even addressed it on what, the post game zoom on Saturday. He was like laughing, but he's like, "So for all the people back at the office, you're welcome." <laughs> he said it was pretty funny. Um, so the the funny thing is like, so since the break, even though the Dodgers lost all those games to the Giants out in non Giants games, they're twenty eight and nine. So maybe maybe that's what they need. They just need to, to play the not Giants to catch the Giants. So uh, the other thing they sort of need is the offense to like like the offense. By the way, still leading the National League in runs on the season, but like the last it, I looked seventeen games, not so much, uh, averaging like three point seven runs a game, um, hitting one ninety seven, two seventy three, three forty eight over that time. So yet. I believe uh, I have to look. I think they're thirteen and four in that stretch, or maybe twelve and five. So like the pitching is obviously carrying them, Scherzer and others. But like Monday's Monday afternoon in St. Louis, they scored four in the first, and then one run the rest of the way. They they were zero for nineteen to finish the game off. So, but like Scherzer was so dominant, it really didn't matter. They had the full strength lineup uh, that we talked about. Full strength doesn't really exist, but they had it for eight games, and they didn't really do much in those eight games. Um, they don't have it anymore because AJ Pollock hurt his right hamstring on Saturday in San Francisco. That was the only time in the seventeen game stretch where the Dodgers scored more than five. They scored six that night. They had three in the first inning. That's when Pollock. He was uh, the Dodgers were like running wild. They had three steals in the inning and. Pollock tried to steal third, but he got picked off. And then while running to third, he, he hurt his hamstring. It's a grade two strain, and he's supposed to miss at least two to three weeks. So in, it could keep him out, like, into the playoffs. We'll see. They're, they're optimistic about it, but that's what they always say. So who knows? But it, it's pretty major. So now basically means, like, um, Cody Ballinger is going to play a lot more than probably expected. Um, the weird thing is, like, so – they optioned uh, Matt Beatty um, right after the 16-inning game because they needed extra pitching. But it was like couch. They, they optioned Beatty and Lux on the same day. It was, you know, they need playing time. We need pitchers right now. They have options. Bill, like They didn't outright say it, but Billy McKinney doesn't have options, that, and that's why they kept him around. Um, but, like, Beatty was being used as a pinch hitter and stuff. Um so like I he they had they he they could have called Beatty up Sunday. That was when his ten days were up, and they didn't. And like it, then it doesn't. He's not with the team now. Like I think by the time this is out, Steven Souza might be activated again. Uh, so that they're going with the right-handed bat there. He wasn't like all that good with the Dodgers the first round. He it was only it's we're talking twenty-five at bats. So like don't want to like judge anything off that, but like. It's a little weird. Like, I know Matt Beatty is, like, a bad outfielder, just generally, defensively. But he's he's also, by far, like, the best hitting option of all those. Now, maybe he's it's an, just another left-handed guy, and they don't they have enough of those. Uh, but it seems weird that they haven't at least called him up. Like, Zach McKinstry's active right now on the roster. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's just weird to me that they haven't called Beatty back up, at least to be a pinch hitter. I know it's not full rosters. It's not like 40-man rosters anymore in September. But on a 28-man roster, I think you can find a spot for pinch hitter Matt Beatty at least, if not occasional left-field starter Matt Beatty. Um, 
So, yeah, it's a little weird. Um, but, yeah, and I'll, I'll get to another uh, potential uh, square peg round hole option there in a second when we get to the trivia question. Ooh. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, another, like, aspect, the Dodgers have three starters, as we talked about. However, tonight, uh, by the time you listen to this, this rehab assignment probably will have already happened, but Clayton Kershaw, pitching for Oklahoma City, supposed to go three innings. Uh, if everything goes well, his next game is going to be with the Dodgers. So that's I would imagine that that's either Sunday at the earliest, probably next week at home against the Diamondbacks, like on Monday or something. Tony Gonsolin uh, pitched two and a third on Saturday. He's probably going to be activated as sort of a uh, whatever role at, at some point this week. They're still doing the pitching scramble where um, – they're filling in innings like Mitch White's going to pitch probably today. I would imagine Andre Jackson's going to pitch tomorrow. I, I think Gonsolin will probably be in the mix for those games. They might do bullpen or, you know, essentially bullpen games the last three days of the series in St. Louis uh, to give the other three starters extra rest. So we'll see how that goes. Urias is still up in the air for Thursday. Um, the other thing was David Price um, is sort of. Uh, I'm not sure how much he's going to start anymore. Like, it was weird because... It was really weird. On Friday, he was, like, in line, and it was, you know, they said Corey Knable starting. That makes some sense because they've been doing openers for the for the short starter guys, you know, especially the opposite hand. Um, <clears throat> but then before Friday's game, they're like, yeah, David Price feeling arm soreness. This is Dave Roberts saying this, and then... We're probably going to put him on the injured list. We're still talking through it, that kind of a thing. It was later uh, for the beat reporters in San Francisco on Friday. They, Robert said it was elbow soreness. So, obviously, concerning. Um, his velocity's been down, David Price. So, And then they didn't put him on the injured list before the game. So, they didn't add, like, an extra pitcher. Saturday, <clears throat> or actually, that, that game went to 11 innings. They used all, oh, they ended up using um, all 11 active relievers that night. After the game, uh, Dave Roberts says, yeah, Evan Phillips, who, who ended up getting the loss on an error uh, by Trey Turner, it was a, a bad luck play because Evan Phillips pitched pretty well. Uh, Phillips was going to pitch the 12th. It hadn't gone that long. And then they were going to bring David Price for the 13th. They're like, wait, what? You were just going to put him on the injured list. And then on Saturday, they're like, yeah, we're still not deciding. And, and David, why David, would you go to uh, Phillips, make and Vasquez before him? Like, like it's just weird like well that that made where but also i think also dave roberts was lying yes like, no that that's exactly yeah. Yeah, like, like i don't believe you yeah i think and, we then, were like, gonna next, see justin turner er leader for the, 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 the next day roberts is like yeah david price he's active until he's not <laughs> like he, he might still be on the injured they didn't put on the injured list again he ended up pitching sunday uh, like an inning and two thirds, he he allowed like five runners to reach base. Technically four, he walked. He intentionally walked a guy. It wasn't all that effective. His velocity was still down there. Still, but my point is his role right now, not really bulk guy. It's 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 TBD based on how he feels. Yeah. So like, <laughs> uh, so there's he's there he's part of that that sort of nebulous group that fills innings. But he, here's where they they they've done this so much that. Here's where they were at this last week. So as we were recording last week, uh, the Dodgers claimed those two dudes off the Cubs. Um, but that so that we recorded on Tuesday last week. That was August 31st. So that's the last day 
teams can add players to like be eligible for the postseason. You just have to be in the organization by like midnight, August 31st. And, but the Dodgers specifically last week were because of all the guys they optioned, they couldn't, they didn't have any pitchers left to call up on September 1st. Like, now, it's not the old days where the rosters expand to 40. It goes from 26 to 28. They ended up adding one pitcher on September 1st, but they didn't have him in the organization because they, like, uh, 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 Mitch White, Andre Jackson, Victor Gonzalez, um, Edwin Uceta, and Darian Nunez all had to wait, like, a X number of days. Uh, I think Gonzalez was the earliest. He still has, he's still in the minors, but, um, like uh, the first two games of September, they didn't have pitchers to call up on the forty man who were healthy, because they had options so many, and they were they've been cycling through them. So, what they did um, Tuesday, they claimed uh, Ryan Messenger and or Meisinger and Jake Jewell from the Cubs. Um, they traded for left hander Andrew Vasquez, but here's here's Meisinger's uh, week. Uh, Tuesday claimed off waivers by the Dodgers from the Cubs. Um, he was called up along with Zach McKinstry on September 1st. He wore number 57. Um, they added him to the active roster. He did not pitch uh, in that game. They optioned him Thursday, the off day, for Andrew Vasquez, who was just acquired. Now, uh, Vasquez was not on the 40-man, which is why he was allowed to be traded. Traded for a minor league journeyman sort of catcher or guy, Stevie Berman, and... Um, Vasquez ended up pitching twice over the weekend in San Francisco. Um, but then uh, Meisinger, they outrighted him off the roster on Saturday. So he's no longer on the 40-man. and But he is definitely going to get a uh, 2021 season in review because he was technically a Dodger. So, yeah, weird, weird times. Um, and then Vasquez himself was optioned on Monday. Now, all this sort of roster crunching has mostly been like pitching heavy of late. However, there's been a lot of like offensive players as well. One of those, uh, who's, who is on his third team. Now, one of those was the Dodgers, uh, old friend, Yoshi Tsutsugo. Uh, he was released by the Dodgers on August 14th. He was playing in AAA Oklahoma city. Um, presu- see, I, I haven't heard this officially. Um, this was presumably, I believe, because he found an opportunity to play every day, and he wasn't going to get that with the Dodgers, um, especially at the time when like AJ Pollock's healthy and and Bellinger's healthy. Like, yeah, there's they, this specter of yeah. hope around Bellinger, <laughs> right? But also, like, so Tutu goes like first and left, basically, and and not very good, I think, defensively, like in the outfield, so. They have that in Matt Beatty mm-hmm. in terms of, like, production. So, like, you could sort of see why he wasn't really going to play in Los Angeles. And even if he was, it would have been, like, a bench guy, and he probably didn't want to do that. And so I think it was, uh, like, um, one of those, like, just find you know, he's found a place to play. We'll let him go, right? So they released him two days later. He signed with the Pirates. Now, Tutsugo has played in 20 games with the, with Pittsburgh. What is his slugging percentage with the Pirates? I will take a stab at that after this. What is the slugging percentage of Yoshi Susugo with the Pirates? 
Oh. Yeah, 20, 20 games. Uh, no, I have actually have some idea because I saw some some rumblings about this. So I know his OPS is something like 1.5. Right? Is that fair? Is that accurate? You're not going to tell a me? Of, a couple of those numbers are right. Okay. <laughs> um, let's say uh, his slugging percentage is something like, oh, I don't know, 900. Okay, so you're not far off. His actual OPS is 1150. Okay. So... 1.15, it was close. Um, I had hopes. His slugging percentage, so 8.16. Okay. <laughs> his slugging percentage uh, with the Dodgers was 120. He had no <laughs> extra base hits. Uh, that now, that's in fairness. Let's let's go with Tampa and the Dodgers combined, mm-hmm. and that was his, his slugging percentage was 194 <laughs> uh, in 118-plate um, appearances, so... Yeah, he's had seven home runs. He had like uh, at least one walk off, I believe, a walk off grand slam. He's just been tattooing the ball. Um, so yeah, he's been really good, and and that now everyone's lamenting, especially with Pollock out. Like, oh, could have had Suzuko. He, he, you know, he could be playing, but I, I hesitate to think. I mean, obviously, it it could have worked out that way, but I, I just don't think that was in the cards, given how they were. Sort of using him, but also, yeah, it was, it's rough. It wasn't it happens, with the cards, right? he was with the Pirates. So. Ah, the Dodgers are playing the cards right That's now. That's true. <laughs> um, so, uh, all this talk about Max Scherzer yeah. got me thinking about today's Dodgers Rewind. Uh, it's Car- Carlos Perez. Um, <laughs> Very so, similar comp, I'm sure. If yeah, I know. exactly. <laughs> and, and this is one of those things, like, I know people get mad at this, Um Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, the trivia question is going to be about this, but like the nationals and the expos two like distinct there. I don't know how to, on one hand, I understand the, the logic behind treating them as two separate franchises. Um, just because of the, like, well, the way it went down for one thing, but like just, they are like the same franchise. Cause like the, you know, the, the team, that was playing in 2004 was the team that was playing in 2005 in Washington. So like, it's weird, but I, so I get, there's a lot of pushback. Like when someone says, uh, so-and-so is, uh, like, you know, Ryan Zimmerman or whatever has the most hits in national slash expos history. So I don't know if that's the case. I'm just saying, and someone will be like, it's not the same team. Well, yeah, it kind of is mm-hmm. like, you know, like they're, you know, I don't know. It's just weird. I don't want to get into that argument now, but just that's that's what made me think of it, and I'll get to that in the trivia question. But uh, Perez came over in 1998. Uh, that was a we've talked about. We've had a lot of 1998 um, centric uh, Dodgers rewinds of late. That was a tumultuous year. <clears throat> a lot of remember some guys. Uh, July 31st trade deadline, uh, Dodgers deal with the Expos. I think the more, most memorable name from the group was Mark Grezelanek. Um He uh, came over with uh, Perez and Hiram Bocachica, who I always enjoyed because um, the last three years of high school, uh, my address was Boca Chica Trail in uh, Thousand Palms, California. So... Um, I always enjoyed that there was a major league player with that last name. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, but, yeah, so the Expos, uh, the Dodgers sent the Expos, Wilton Guerrero, who played in the majors, and then 
the top prospect in the deal was Peter Bergeron, who I just remember. I wasn't like that into prospects at the time, but I just remember being like mad that they traded Peter Bergeron <laughs> for some reason. And like nobody knows who Peter Bergeron is because, you know, whatever. But like um, Ted Lilly was traded in that deal, uh, Dodgers to the Expos, and then came back to the Dodgers years later. And then the one guy in the deal from the Dodgers to the Expos who didn't make the majors was a utility man named Johnny Tucker. Um, Perez was the younger brother of Pasquale and Melito Perez. Um, uh, Pasquale was by far the older brother. Melito was closer in age to Carlos. Uh, at the time the Dodgers traded for Carlos Perez, he was 27. He was a lefty. He had a 112 ERA plus in like two and a half years with the Expos. Pretty good. He was very good down the stretch. 11 starts. 125 ERA plus. Man, he and Brian Bohannon anchored the Dodgers rotation after the trade deadline that year. They, But, you know, didn't really – wasn't in the cards for them. Um, ah, the cards again. Um, <laughs> so, after that, though, for, for Paris, it was rough. Uh, he and, um, he was – he had a – it was seven uh, – I wrote the record wrong. I believe he was 2-11. and 11. I'm going to look this up because I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, maybe it was two and ten. Uh, I'll, I'll get it in a second because I closed out of that page. Yeah, he was. He had a two and ten record in seventeen games, which is hard to do. Uh, Sixteen of those were starts. Seven forty three ERA in nineteen ninety nine. The most that was that year was famous for him. Uh, in a game on June sixteenth, he walked the bases loaded and was taken out of the game. Then he went into the dugout and just obliterate tried to obliterate the water cooler with the baseball bat and it was it was hilarious um but it also you know po possibly showed some anger issues which we'll we'll talk about in a second um 2000 wasn't any better 556 era in 144 innings uh also that year during a road trip uh in july uh, Perez was accused of threatening to kill flight attendant Sander Comine on the team charter from, I, I can't remember if it was from L.A. to San Francisco or San Francisco to L.A. The flight attendant suffered spinal injuries and had to have multiple surgeries. Uh, the news report said she was roughed up. She sued the Dodgers for $3 million the next year, named Perez and Kevin Elster in the lawsuit. Uh, it was later settled uh, out of court in 2003. Uh, for an undisclosed amount. But yeah, uh, Perez never pitched in the majors again. He was in the minors um, in 2001. Six starts, 653 RA for AAA Las Vegas, and then the Dodgers released him. He bounced around in the Dominican Republic for years. He pitched in the World Baseball Classic at age 38 in 2009, and that was kind of the last uh, I can remember hearing of him. But yeah, so th uh, this started out as like... A <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember Carlos Perez. I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. I guess <laughs> I was, like, researching stuff. So that's how it works out sometimes. They're Not not everyone can be Max Scherzer. However, how they're related. Uh, Perez pitched 511 innings with the Expos, 311 with the Dodgers. Scherzer is currently at 1229 innings with the Nationals, slash Expos, and 43 with the Dodgers. So maybe they re-signed him. Maybe he gets to this plateau. However, there are three other pitchers other than Perez to pitch at least 200 innings for both the Dodgers and the Expos slash Nationals. Can you name them? No. <laughs> and that's the shit. No. We have questions yeah. from Craig. No, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Um, uh -huh. Ted Lilly. 
No. What? Uh, you gave me? Yeah. You jerk? You set me up? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to look. I, I don't think. Uh, I think Lily was dealt like before be- he reached the majors. Yeah. So he played. He he pitched 23 and two thirds innings in I 1999. The I, I'm sorry. My brain will Yankees. not allow Ted Lilly, the prospect, to enter my head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, can you give me. I have a few names written down. But they're just guesses. They're stupid guesses. Can you give me uh, okay. some uh, some eras? Have some eras. Yeah, okay. B- before I give you the eras, I will say this: two are relievers, one's a starter. Oh, I'm um, <laughs> Two, one of the, the the starter and one of the relievers uh, pitched in the '90s, uh, late '90s for the reliever into the 2000s, and then the other reliever was in the '70s. Um. I'm gonna need more hints if you got them, and if not, I'll just tap uh, one, out and in one of the fashion. one of the relievers shares the name with an outfielder. That doesn't help. Um, it should help. It should help, but you forget I'm stupid. So one of one of these, uh, I'll I'll give you two more hints that should be giveaways. Don't one, don't one don't no don't say that. You always do that where you say, "Oh, this is gonna make it too easy," and <laughs> yeah. then I don't know, and then I feel it, like it a should. bigger I, idiot. <laughs> This, this, think of if, it I'm pitcher, if I'm naming a pitcher, if I'm naming the name pitchers of the '90s, I'm not. I'm not claiming anything. One one pitcher won a Cy Young. The other one made his Dodger debut in the All Star game. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, no, I'm tapping out. Okay, uh, Mike Marshall yep. uh, was tr- traded from the Expos. Uh, to the Dodgers before the 1974 season uh, for Willie Davis and then uh, won the Cy Young in 1974 because he pitched every single game. Um, Kevin Gross was the starter, Mm -hmm. uh, pitched a no-hitter for the Dodgers. Um, Jeff Shaw was the reliever uh, in between uh, his Expos days and the Dodgers. He went to the Reds, and then when he was traded from the Reds to the Dodgers again in 1998, it was right before the All-Star game, so his first time wearing a Dodger uniform was in the All-Star game, uh, which was it's always going to be hilarious to me. So, yeah, that's that's the other. Uh, now, in, I, I saved in here, um, just for comparison's sake, um, Pedro Martinez uh, mm-hmm. pitched 797 innings for the Expos, uh, won a Cy Young. With the Dodgers, he only pitched one fifteen, so he didn't okay. make the cutoff. That's actually this, so. The, the two names that I, two of the names I written down here that I was proud because here's the thing. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. I started following the Dodgers in like the '90s and the yep, aughts. Yep. I certainly wasn't paying attention to who was on the Expos, so uh, I was gonna have to go off purely just guessing or very faint memories of like video games, essentially. And so I obviously thought of Pedro, but I was 99% sure he didn't get 200. I actually had had him having less than 100 in my head, but um, I was still right around there. And I'm very proud that the other name I thought of was Odalis Perez, who nice. had 159.2 innings with the with the Nationals. Mm. So I That's was good. That is pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. But again, like yeah. I felt like oh, I was just not not quite enough. Mm-hmm. So. All right, I'll take I'll take this, and um, I'm uh, I'm I'm ready I'm ready to be the quiz master now. Are you? Yay! I didn't write the questions though. We had a friend who did because it's time for questions and Craig. We love it. There, my turn. Damn it! 
five questions from our friend Craig Minami. You ready? Yep. Max Scherzer recorded his 104th career 10 or more strikeout game on Monday. He is one of five pitchers to have more than 100 games with 10 or more strikeouts. The other four are, this is not a question for you, uh, Nolan Ryan, no, Ryan, Ryan, Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnston, Roger Clemens, and Pedro Martinez. This week's trivia questions are about strikeouts. You ready? Yay. All right, let's do this. Uh, seven pitchers in Dodger franchise history have 20 or more games with 10-plus strikeouts. Who are these bat-missers? Love, so, I love when Craig comes up with nouns like that. The funny part of this is I first read that that as bat misers, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> okay. So uh, twenty or more games with ten strikeouts. So we'll go. Uh, I'm going to go a fellow named Kershaw. Uh, number a guy named Oh, go ahead. You're going to say number one, I think. So I'll let you have it. Co- Kofax. There you go. So it was Kofax number one of ninety-seven. Kershaw second with sixty-five. Uh, and then the two Dons, uh, Drysdale and Sutton. Drysdale, number four with 32. Uh, Don Sutton tied for fifth with 27. Okay, wow. So now there's... Okay, so uh, Fernando? Uh, tied with Don Sutton for fifth, 27. Wow, so I'm... Uh, w- w- uh, 27 is fifth. What was... What's Kershaw at second? Uh, second. Number? So you're missing third, fourth, and seventh. Oh, fourth, too. Uh, wow. Uh, I don't, let's see, let's just go, okay, so longevity here, um, I guess oral? Nope. Two of these names should be near the top of your guest list, I would think. I, the other surprises me a little bit. Uh, Zach Greinke? Nope. Hmm, yeah, he was only three years, um. Uh, three and four both Ramon have Ramon Martinez. No, uh, uh, extreme longevity, uh, extreme excellence <laughs> for a long period of time. Mm. But I already said Fernando. Um, okay, so now I'm, I'm. I'll tell you this: really... Fernando isn't in the Hall of Fame. The other two are. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I see. I, I I'm on the U category now. Yeah. With, see, uh, yeah, Daz, see? Dazzy Vance. Dazzy, yeah. Yeah. And Don Drysdale. Gonna, I said I'm, Don Drysdale. You did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, I said the two Dons. I, Sutton and Drysdale. You did. You did. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you you had fourth the whole time with third twos. Dazzy was thirty seven. Oh, okay. I apologize. You did say that in my head. I'm just checking off uh, so, incorrectly. So I. So I'm still missing seven. Seven. A Jacob Birch era pitcher. Huh. Early Jacob Birch era. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, would it? He was only three and a half years. Kevin Brown? Nope. Um. Huh. Uh, oh, Nomo. There you go. Yeah. Twenty-four. Of course. Also on yes. Monday, Scherzer became the twenty-first different Dodger in the wildcard era to record ten or more strikeouts without a walk. Five of them have three or more of those games. Can Eric name them? Yeah. Uh. So you're Kershaw... naming the five with three or more, just to make that clear. Not yeah. all 21, which would be hilarious. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh, uh, okay, so Kershaw, uh, I think he had like three in a row a couple times, yeah. I would say, which is crazy. Um, 24 total. Yeah. So, yeah, number one. Um, I, I'm going to go to Grinky on this one. Nope. Well, it's a straight lie. Um, 
What about, uh, okay, I don't think, mm. Mm. what about um, Hyunjin Ryu? Nope. Are you sure? Positive. Um, let's say, okay, in the wildcard era, so, uh, hmm, Nomo? Uh, number three, uh, tied, tied uh, for third place with two others uh, with three. Um, okay. <laughs> Chan Ho? Nope. Okay. Two uh... of these... <laughs> I'm going to word this carefully. Two of these pitched in a Dodgers game this year. Uh, and the other is a uh, another Jacob Birch era pitcher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Pitched in a Dodgers game this. Uh, wait, did I? Oh, Rich Hill. Rich Hill, uh, number four with three. I, or I tied almost guessed three. him second. Um, <laughs> so, oh boy. The other, um, the other who's pitched in a Dodger game pitched for the Dodgers. Yeah. Um. Glad you got my hint. I was proud of that. Yeah. No, that was good. Um. Okay. This is this is sad. Um, I guess did Urias do it? Mm-mm. Um. I already said Kershaw. Um. Now this is getting. This is vindicating. Dumb. This is like normally when this happens, like you just yeah. start rattling names off, and then I'm like, on oh, and yeah. get my my vengeance. I don't know why. Did I? Did I guess Billingsley yet? You haven't, but now you did, and he's uh, tied with third with Nomo and Hill. So you're missing second place with six of them. Six? And an active Dodger. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) We've talked about Scherzer. We've uh, named Kirsch already, and you asked incorrectly, Urias, name the other Dodger starting pitcher. (laughs) Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, no. you're right. It's yeah, Walker Bueller. I I don't know why. No, I, no, I, I really appreciate this because I feel like, like an idiot every time I like I can't think of a really obvious no, name. I, I I was sitting there like, <laughs> well, I've named everybody. Yeah. Like you know, no, like, I've done. All, I we've been yeah. through all of that. I I know this feeling every That's single a, week. Uh, we're like, no, just name outfielders that played on the 2014 yeah. team. I'm like, screw yeah, you. Like, name name pitchers who have the initials WB. <laughs> I already said that. Yeah. yeah. Besides Scherzer, four other Dodger pitchers in the wildcard era have averaged more than 10 strikeouts in 10 or less starts. This uh, answer is very fluid since both Scherzer and another current Dodger are likely to finish with at least 10 starts. Nonetheless, who are these pitchers? 10 or less? What is this 10 or less stuff? Um, 10 or less? Uh, maybe he means 10 or more. I don't know. Okay. I'm confused. Um I only I'm just I'm just the I just read read the question. Okay. Uh, well, then I'll just go with um Kershaw Nomo. Uh no and no. So it is 10 or less. Okay. Okay, um, okay, okay. that makes sense. Uh all right. Um Okay, I've caught up. I understand. Uh, we're caught up. 10 or less. So, like Kenley? 
what what is he going for here? Uh, ten or less starts. Ten or less starts. Right, but like short-term had... great pitchers, I think is what he's going for. Huh. All right. Looking at the um, list now, and I will give you a hint. Only there's only one 2020 uh, season on here because that would have been a easy candidate for a lot of these. Oh. Um. Okay. Um. Gonsolin. Uh, and this year, Tony Gonsolin, ten point six strikeouts per nine. All right. Um, and I have to name how many? Four, uh, three others. Yeah, okay. three others. Good God. Um. All right. Uh, Rich Hill. Uh, two thousand sixteen, ten point two two. Oh, so then, uh, you Darvish. Uh, eleven point oh five. Yeah, we got it. We figured yeah, out what this uh, was asking. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> And then you're missing okay, so, the 2020 season. Oh. Um, now this is so... Uh, I really... <laughs> uh, so I think his... I'm trying to think of that last... I can't remember how many starts he made or games he made that were, were bulk. So I, I'm going to say... I'm going to guess Dustin May. Nope. Bueller? There you go. <laughs> I wonder how yeah. long we can spend before you yeah. say Walker Bueller yeah. again. This is me waiting to answer Walker Bueller on every question. I love this next question. In 2021, Kenley Jansen is having his 11th season with 10 or more strikeouts per nine with 10 or more games finished. Five other Dodgers in the wild card era have at least two seasons of doing that. Can Eric name these relievers? Um, uh, Broxton? Number two with five of those years. Um, Hung Chi Kuo uh, tied for fifth with two of those seasons. Uh, Takashi Saito number four with three of those seasons. Um, so you're missing three. Uh, Eric, Eric Gagne number three with four of those seasons. What? What? I will give I you a, a a gift basket if you get to the other pitcher. What? 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 What place is he in? He's tied with Hung Chi Kuo. How many in two, Quo had two years? Two? Yeah. Okay. Um, ten or more games finished. Um, let's let's go. This is incredible. Um, gonna... Let's go, Brandon League. Uh, no. Okay, so gift baskets off the table. Um, uh, no, I mean if you get this period without me giving you another right, hint, right. I'm gonna give you one hint for free because it's not much of a hint. I guess it's kind of a hint. Um, the highest uh, this reliever finished in ERA plus with the Dodgers was 101. Oh. That's hard to do. <laughs> to yeah. 10 or more strikeouts. <laughs> so that, I wonder if it's, okay. Uh, Scott Radinsky? Nope. Uh Um, Take one more stab, and then I'll give you the years he played for the Dodgers. All right. Um, oh, uh, Guillermo Mota. Uh, no, it was 2015 through 2017. Oh, Chris Hatcher. There you go. Good job. I I almost guessed him second. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go with what from one hated reliever in Van <laughs> to another like like that people complained about like all the time. So it's still that's still remarkable to me to strike out that many and yet yeah be yeah so uh, such a clunker. Well, there you go. Nice. You redeemed yourself. Those were those are fun. Walker Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that with Andre Ethier at least three times. So yeah, uh, yeah. Max Scherzer. And I, oh. I also got Dazzy Vance too. I, that that was like a perfect storm of uh, come up and yeah. <laughs> Max Scherzer is having a historic season at the plate, and even in his short time with the Dodgers, he can become the top player in franchise history if he continues his lack of reaching base. The most plate appearances in Dodger franchise history without reaching base, um, even on an error, is twenty-two. In L.A. Dodger history, it's 21 for the contest. And Eric King on first. Uh, Craig didn't yeah. get the check. Will Scherzer finish the season with the Dodger record, or will he get on base somehow? For the tiebreaker, how many total plate appearances, currently 53 with Washington included, um, uh, with all going over, uh, without going over, uh, will he finish uh, the season with if he breaks the record? Am I guessing... Will that uh, his total plate appearances, or am I saying? Well, first you need uh, to will, will, figure out. Will he get? Yeah, the record? we need to decide if he's going to get. It's on. just. It's just. Will he's going to? Yeah. Is he going to get? Okay. So he's at sixteen now. He needs twenty-two to get the record. So we are at. He started on the sixth. Um, let's say he starts twice every eleven days, so he gets one extra rest in there. So twenty-two days later. Uh, from yesterday. So that would put his fourth start at September 28th. They also play on October 3rd. So could conceivably, I don't think he's getting five more starts, but let's say he gets four more starts. Does game, game one, six, three counts, right? Yes. Ah. Um, so four more starts. I figure he gets at least two plate appearances each game. So he's he's definitely getting it. I think he gets 11 total plate appearances. So I think he's going to end up with 64. He's at 53 now, right? Is that okay. what he said? And he's not getting on base, you're yeah. saying. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that, that's the yeah. other way this goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my pitchers are terrible. I'm going to I'm going to go whether this is the 28th-ish or game 163. Last game, regular season game, he pitches for the Dodgers. He gets it. Gets on base. Mm-hmm. Bloop single to uh, left center. Jacob, no Scherzer hit. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just noting that Scherzer's gonna get to 64 total PA as a just to brag if I get it right. Um, oh, speaking of that, I I moonlit uh, or moonlighted on the uh, on the effectively wild podcast last week with Grant Brisby. In preparation for Dodgers Giants, and my they asked me to predict, and Grant was smart enough to not predict anything, and I said Dodgers are winning two out of three, and the, the total score will be seventeen to twelve. Sunday needed to be nine to eight; uh, it did not get to nine to eight, so and they lost two out of three, so I was wrong twice. So, <laughs> congratulations in advance. Now I have I have bet. an important question: Shouldn't the Dodgers get the tiebreaker because they won the Pythag- Pythagorean series? That's right. Yeah, that's what they that's what I've best, been told. Best, <laughs> best they have they have the best run differential. The Mariners have the best fun differential. I do enjoy that Baseball Reference still has a link to that up on the Mariners page. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to add some context to this. So sure, I looked it up. Scherzer's 0 for 50 
this season. 22 strikeouts. He has two sack bunts. He had a sack fly with the Dodgers. Um, uh, Wei-Yin Chen was 0 for 44 with five sacrifices in 2016. That That's the record for uh, hitless plate appearances. I, I don't remember if this was worded as hitless plate appearances to start a season, but that's what Chen's entire season was in 2016. So Scherzer has beaten that if it's to start a season. Obviously, if he gets a hit, like it wouldn't count. But the record for hitless at bats... Um, Bob Buell, uh, in 1962, he had one game with the Braves, then was uh, sent to the Cubs, uh, 0 for 70. <laughs> 0 for 70, a pitcher, obviously. He he walked six times, though, and he was hit by a pitch, so he did reach base. Um, then I just for fun, I looked up Eugenio Velez uh, in 2011, 0 for 37, a record for position players, or at least like for an entire season. I believe Craig... No, Chris Davis passed Craig Council uh, a couple years ago in terms of consecutive hitless at bats. But um, Velez in 2011, he walked twice and was hit by a pitch, so he actually reached three times that year. So he was a non base machine. Uh, so yeah, that, that's uh, that's all I wanted to add to that. Um, just looking at the the list that Craig posted, there's some there's some good seasons up there. Yeah. Um, Shohei Otani has a qualified season 157 OPS plus with 43 <laughs> home runs and 23 stolen bases and over 150 ERA plus and just 112 innings pitched. Uh, just typing that list since gives me pause. The second contest question. Jacob can go first. That's right. Simply, will he finish with both rate numbers over 150? Oh, I go first. Uh, <laughs> waiting yeah, for you, I was which like, is well, funny. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, take that. Mm. Are you going to hate fun, yeah. Eric? Ah, uh, so he's at exactly one fifty right now. Yep. I, I mean, just for the sake of the contest, I am going to hate fun, mm. and I'm going to say he's going to finish with a one forty eight ERA plus. Mm. So he fails. Fail. <laughs> Shohei Otani, terrible player. Film at 11. Milwaukee is still a few weeks away from clinching their playoff spot, but likely they'll reach a point when the only thing remaining for them will be that final seed in the NL and home field advantage. Well, it can be playing with fate if you try to orchestrate your matchups. Do you think they should aim for seed two and play the NL East winner? Or, or as they showed last week, Milwaukee can beat anyone. So go ahead and take on that wild card winner. Uh, I think they do whatever it takes to get their rotation lined up how they want it. So like, don't, don't do anything that's going to mess that up. Uh, but I will say they're going to, they're going to clinch the playoff spot pretty soon. Um, their magic number for a playoff spot is only 13. Um, for the division, it is also 13. <laughs> so yeah, it's, so yeah, they're like next week. It could be, but like, but yeah. So maybe not as far off as we thought, but, but yeah, I think um, I don't think it's it's worth like going full board. Now they're still uh, they're not that far off the Dodgers. They're they're three and a half behind the Dodgers uh, and four and a half behind the Giants right now. So like, if they catch them, they catch them cool. But I, you know, I think it's more. Um, like lining up, lining up who they want. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I think just in general, tr- uh, uh, I think it's more than just playing with fate. I think to do anything 
other than we're trying to win games. You know, resting players who resting yeah. for rest sake that's i think that's something you can buy into but we're resting you to try to kind of lose it's just i think it's more than no. just like a karma thing like i think that's just not that, good that that would be something that kyle farnsworth would be justified in getting <laughs> mad about uh, so yeah but of the other one no uh football season starts up again and that means time for more chicken wings this week's Obviously. food question is about wings Using this list of sauce rub choices from Jefferson's, a Lawrence, There's Kansas so franchise. Uh, let me tell you, uh, they are not a sponsor, at least not yet, but I am a. I eat at Jefferson's almost every week. It is. Wow. Like, it's strange in that, like, it's not like, oh my gosh, you're at Lawrence, you have to go to Jefferson's. It's just a sports bar, but yeah. it hits the spot and it's a block away from my work. So I need to move on up, it sounds like. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Please choose your top five flavors, and do you prefer just heat, or do you like some sweetness and or tain in your chicken bite? Thanks. Uh, so real quick, I'll just answering that question before I get through this list. Are you ranking them? Is that what? Oh, we're going to pick five. Got just, it. Just picking five. Yeah. Um, I I cannot just be heat. Um, I appreciate a good heat, although there is – I am yeah. not I am not a um, – a hothead is that is that the term people yeah. use? Uh, hothead is is one. Uh, so I'm a big fan of the Doughboys podcast yeah. and Nick Weiger, uh, his sort of go to joke line on there. He's like, I'm something of a heat seeker. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, that's how he sort of refers to it. So I appreciate yeah. a good heat, but there's a level where it does not become the the more the the more enjoyable for me. No, I I I, uh, I love like the hot stuff, but. There has to be something to it, mm-hmm. like uh, not necessarily sweet for me, no, but like I, a, and a I, flavor. And in fact, if especially if I'm going with heat, I don't hot plus sweet doesn't doesn't work for me. So, but but also like, yeah, like so I've gotten to the, the vinegariness like, of of buffalo mm-hmm. sauce is is definitely my preferred. So I'll start off yeah. this by uh, drafting number one with a bullet because it is what I actually get. At Jefferson's, all the time is hot, just normal, yeah, hot buffalo. Wait, does it mean I can't have hot? I no, I think like, you can. I don't think we're. Dra- I don't okay. think this is a draft. I think you just okay. have to pick. So i I was looking at this now. The there's one word that is preventing me from immediately jumping on this, mm-hmm. but my go to, like at most places, if they have something in this realm. Mm-hmm is spicy garlic mm. um this one the choice that i have not eaten at jefferson's i assume it's great i'll take your word for it yep. i love wings um spicy garlic parm uh it's probably really good so i'm, I'm just gonna take it on on blind faith mm-hmm. and hope that the the spicy garlicness will come through yeah. now they have garlic parmesan regular down below i i've had that um the cheese aspect of it doesn't overwhelm so like i'm sure it's fine but that that's the sort of flavory spiciness i like so that that's what i'm going with uh next i'm gonna go with cajun cajun is solid um so for me hmm, look what's very funny to me while you're thinking on this is that uh i have eaten at jefferson's a large amount of times i don't know if i've ever got anything but hot (laughs) <laughs> so uh i'm i'm delaying me eventually picking hot i will pick it mm-hmm. up but what what is double dipped uh so double dipped is they coat it and i believe the hot sauce and then they fry it 
and oh. they they, they and fry they it, it they sauce it they fry it they fry oh, it again and wow. i don't think they sauce it after that so i i've had oh it's it's not double sauce it's double fried i believe so i know when they come up they tend to be a little drier than a normal so okay in that regard i, I will stay away from that for now but you said cajun so i'm gonna go with caribbean jerk uh that works i will i will note that the double dipped uh <laughs> is um is a a signature of theirs and okay. it ends up being crispier. I know that I know it ends up being crispier. And from my memory, they weren't sauce as much. But maybe that was just because I got there late. I'm not sure. Um, my third is going to be. Uh, let's go a little uh, cooler, not so hot. Lemon pepper. Uh, see, lemon pepper is a good sort of um, not a palate cleanser. Um, no, I think uh, that, I think that almost flavor, but it, it it is it fits it fits the bill as uh, flavor wise, like it's it's excellent. Um, I'm gonna go here. Uh, I'm trying to stay away from ones you've chosen, although I probably will end up with those. I'm gonna go uh, as much as I I'm not a huge sweet person. Uh, I will go mango habanero because that that's usually a good combo. I was so actually. I, I will trust it. You're, I'm stealing. Uh, you're stealing my thunder this time because that's. Despite having just said hot plus sweet, don't really like that. Is tends to be an exception in that. Yeah. I find it's just enough sweetness to where it doesn't doesn't really bother me. But uh, given that, I will just. Uh, uh, da, 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 I'll go smoky barbecue. Nice. Now I was gonna note this because there are a couple barbecue ones on here. I'm not a fan of barbecue wings, just generally. Um, I know it's it's like sacrilege, probably, especially there. I mean, but, you know, if you're going to yeah. do barbecue here, chicken tends to be you, one of the last last things you yeah. get. But when and it's good, it's good. Like the, yeah, yeah. So I'm not discounting it. Uh, I'm going to go with Asian Zinger. Um, it's, it's probably a wild card because it, depending on the heat, I, I would like it to be probably a little hotter mm -hmm. than it might be, but like, uh, flavor-wise, probably pretty good. So, and and things off. I'll say double dipped, just because they're as well known as they are. Okay, I'm gonna go see. I'm I'm gonna go with just. I'm gonna go with hot. Okay. Uh, and good choice. Like, see, they they're apparently. I'm I'm assuming this is in order of heat, or at least uh, at least the very top one after burner turbo. I'm assuming it's the the hottest I, one. I believe you're correct. I would try that, but like, like I'm, it's one I've long since given up the ghost, uh, the ghost pepper, if you will, yeah. uh, uh, on that stuff. Like, it's one thing. Like, like charring my mouth isn't, yeah, isn't fun. Like, so, like I don't know. It's just, it's just, um, yeah. That's that's where we're at. But yeah, yeah. so I think we we did a good job. Like, we're gonna have some excellent wings. Ah. Uh... Now I might uh, have to see if there's a Jefferson's visit in my cards for dinner tonight. Uh, I'm um, my sort of. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. Wingstop mm -hmm. uh, is a is very good for a chain. It's um, way better than it has any right to be for a chain. Exactly, exactly. So, and that that place, I do tend to go for the Atomic, which is their hottest, mm. but it's not over the top. It's not like it, it's not. I still think their hot not, is perfect for yeah, me so. yeah, you're right you're probably right um but yeah now now all i'm thinking about is his wings but i'm also getting a, a crown in with a dental appointment later this evening so 
do I do the wings right after getting the crown or do I do the wings? I think I'm going to do the wings for lunch and then have my dentist be like, what did you eat? <laughs> no, we'll see how that goes. I'll brush my teeth in between. I'm not a heathen. Um, but yeah, so eat some uh, hot wings, uh, whatever flavor you want. Watch the Dodgers this week. Uh, figure out who's going to win the Cy Young between Walker Bueller and Max Scherzer, who's going to start game one. Uh, and then we'll talk about it uh, in the next couple weeks. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.